0: Is that what I'm saying?
1: Rough Trade Radio. Rough
2: Trade Radio.
1: Rough Trade Radio. Rough Trade Radio. Is it Rough Trade Radio? Rough Trade Radio.
2: Rough Trade Radio. Rough Trade Radio. Rough Trade Radio. Clean for the lot. We pay.
1: Hello and welcome to this episode of Shoplifting. I'm Liv Siddle and I'm here today with Jacob Reed who's also known as Curb. Hello. Hello. How are you today?
0: Very well, thank you.
1: Did you have a late night last night listening to um the politics or Um
0: no, but I I tried not to because I was going to wake up early and just be like, okay, I'll I'll, w- I'll look at in the morning and there's nothing I can change. Yes. And then I ended up uh, checking my phone throughout the night. Yeah, <laughs>
1: that's what most people did. So, when the exit polls happened, everyone was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> yes. Um uh, anyway, yeah, very strange evening and kind of strange, <laughs> happy, sad, weird day yeah, as well. Definitely. Um, so you're here today to take us through some records, but I suppose before we do yeah. that, it's best to tell people who you are. Yeah. When I first saw you. Um, I was on a stag weekend, got lots of male friends on a stag <laughs> weekend at a festival in Devon, and I saw you playing. I saw yeah, your manager yeah. Callum, who works at Rough Trade West, and I was like, "What is this weird <laughs> young crooner wearing a suit doing at this festival?" I don't know, it was just a very strange experience and you were so great and you've got this kind of um yeah, like a crooner voice and amazing guitar sounds and you were just very interesting. So I spoke to Callum about you and wanted to get you in because Oh, oh I also saw you um DJ before Girl Ray at the Lexington. Oh right. Oh week. you were there. Yeah. Oh, it was the realize. best. We did a very gushing podcast about Girl Ray as well, which is really embarrassing.
0: I was gonna put it out there, um, I didn't choose the corn song that they requested <laughs> for. Yeah, whatever.
1: <laughs> but you I did. do love
0: that song, secretly.
1: <laughs> Party starter. Um, yeah, so I suppose, are you involved in that kind of um, group of London kind of young bands and artists? A lot of yeah. your friends, musicians and stuff?
0: Um, definitely in, in South and Southeast. Um, I, I'm connected to a lot of musicians. Um, because i grew up there and we've always done music together and um a lot of the people i knew from sort of primary school and stuff are the people that i'm in kind of bands with now it's quite strange like we no one's really gone anywhere it's um, funny
1: how you all ended up being musical why yeah, is yeah i mean we
0: were, i mean i say all the people i mean the few people that i yeah. did music with but um yeah i think because we the, the ones who have always done music with i seem to still do music with which yeah. is which is really nice um
1: there do seem to be a lot of amazing bands coming out of south and yeah. south-east London at the moment. It's yeah, yeah. I guess because of places like the Montague Arms and the Ivy House and places like that who are kind of helping promote and host all the different bands and stuff. There's yeah. a lot of cool stuff going on.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, but Girl Ray, I, I just, I don't know them too well personally, but I'm just really obsessed with their music.
1: Me too. <laughs> They're really, really
0: good <laughs> songwriters. I know. And I kind of just kind of forced a friendship, uh, in, not in a weird way, just... I, went to a couple of their gigs and um I think we did a few things on um radio six music and that's how there's like the Tom Ravenscroft kind oh, of connection. Yeah. And um I, I played guitar in a band called Fake Laugh for like a, a gig and they're good friends with them. So oh, that's cool. kind of like slowly expanding this network. I guess. <laughs> that's the best thing though, isn't yeah, it? That's what it definitely. should all be
1: about. Everyone helping each other out and making friends and collaborating and stuff. Yeah. That's where all the nice things happen. Definitely. So you've got a single coming out uh, on Handsome Dad yes. called Voodoo Saloon. Yep. Can you tell us a little bit about that
0: single? Yeah. Um, so I guess this is probably the first time I would have announced it anywhere. So that's exciting. <laughs> cool. And, um, yeah, it's coming out um, in 10 days and it's uh, kind of slightly more conceptual piece of music than the previous single which was more of like a love ballad kind of thing um without sort of either describing it badly or ruining it um it's kind of <laughs>
1: <Ruining>. <laughs> uh
0: it's like four songs in one in a way and there's like it it kind of goes through this environment um because i it came from a drawing that I did in a, in a sort of comic book series that I kind of started doing um, without kind of knowing where it was going to go called Snake Dog and it was it's about this sort of lonely cowboy man who comes home and finds that his whole family have gone missing and he's got this like little pet dog who's shaped like a snake and he go, kind of goes on this like journey to try and find his missing wife. and. Wow. And But I didn't like it sounds... Like I know more about what it is than it actually is. Like I do it panel by panel, and I kind of just I see like what can I fit on this page that that I can sort of take this, this the narrative further without kind of knowing exactly where it's going. It's quite fun. It's like an improvised sort of comic. Anyway, that inspired the um, the song.
1: Cool. <laughs> I've never heard of an artist being inspired by their own comics before. Maybe someone like well, Jeff, yeah. Jeffrey Lewis, perhaps.
0: Or. Sounds quite self-obsessed, I guess. No, it's cool. But
1: also, I've seen your comics and your drawings, and you are incredible at oh, that.
0: Thank you and very it's much. It's like you've kind of,
1: you've just kind of annoyingly been blessed with two really good talents where most people get none. So, um, well, thank you. Very well, much. It's, it's nice that you seem to put a lot of time into. Your art and your comics and your drawings as mm. well as the music. Is yeah. That, is that quite difficult to do in, in um, a place like London where you need to actually make money as well and spend time yeah. doing that?
0: Well, I, I I studied animation and when I graduated I worked um in commercial animation for a bit. And um like music was at that point music was always like a hobby and it was something that like I loved doing and it was it was like my passion, but it wasn't necessarily like the thing. Yeah. That, like, do you know what I mean? So, um, and then recently, like, I've been just doing a lot more music stuff and, um, yeah, it's balancing it, but I'm not working as an animator anymore. So I'm kind of doing odd jobs, like little illustration bits here and there. That's cool. And, um, yeah, well, I did quite a lot of um, teaching. Um,
1: What, in the university where you graduated from? Yeah. Where was that?
0: Uh, Kingston. Oh, okay. I I I went there as well. You went to Kingston? Yeah, I did. Oh, jeez. What did you study?
1: <laughs> I did graphic design, but I was meant to do illustration.
0: Oh uh, um, what did you think? I just,
1: uh, yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed making loads of friends. I wasn't very good <laughs> at graphic design, though.
0: <laughs> I, I still don't understand what graphic design is.
1: No, no, it's quite a conceptual course as well. It was very confusing. I came mm. out and people kept asking me to design things like wedding <laughs> invitations, and I just was like, I can't. <laughs> yeah. I can't do that for you. Yeah. But it's a good place. Yeah,
0: um, it's, it's, it's got a great spirit. I think and um,
1: lots of amazing illustrators come out yeah and yeah. animators
0: so, so yeah um, working on the foundation there. Um,
1: oh cool so yeah. teaching's <laughs> fun isn't it yeah,
0: I love it yeah it's yeah. really great
1: <laughs> cool man well I suppose um, let's see what you've got you've picked out you you picked out well let's first yeah. let's say what you've you picked about ten records here and <laughs> I've only allowed you to pick five so let's go through the ones that we're not going to play but you yes, have honourable yeah. mention to the following
0: okay um, this is a Record that I discovered recently, um, it's a very old record called um, Odyssey and Oracle by the Zombies, which is, I believe, was a very, very popular record in the 60s, Um, kind of in that post-Beatles kind of thing. Yeah. But um, I actually heard the track um, Rose for Emily on this podcast, um, which I can't remember the name of. <laughs> it's an, it, this American Life podcast, but oh, yeah. it's like one of the new ones. And it's really, I can't, I won't, I won't remember what it's called, but it's great.
1: What, the one uh, about the, the clockmaker?
0: Yes. What's oh, okay. it called again? I've also forgotten
1: what it's called. S-Town. S-town. That's it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, and this whole album is really great. It's really good pop songwriting and it's very um, dreamy. Great, um, we're not picking that. Next okay, one. <laughs> next one. Uh, suicide, A Way of Life, which is, I believe, the fourth Suicide album, or possibly the fifth, from 1987. Um, and it's basically way more underrated than their first two records um so if you don't know who Suicide are there um, it's alan vega and martin rev who it was like this two-piece kind of proto-punk thing that started in the mid-70s and kind of yeah it was very influential anyway the one track on this called what's it called uh surrender which is absolutely beautiful song Really beautiful.
1: Not picking that either. Anyway, so. <laughs> uh, Swans,
0: just very quickly. I don't know a whole lot about Swans, although I did end up seeing them live. Ooh, what was that like? It was very... I'd never... I went because Grouper was supporting, and I'm a big fan of Grouper, and um, it was very amazing. People yeah. say it changes
1: their lives.
0: Yeah, it was very great. Um, and then I tried to listen to it afterwards, and I, there was it was quite hard to get into. But there is this one song on this album, which is called... White light from the mouth of something. Of Infinity. <laughs> and the song is called Blind and it's a really, really nice song.
1: One to check out if you're interested in <laughs> that. Okay. Uh, and very quick mention to these two.
0: Yep. Uh Nebraska by Bruce Springsteen, which is his uh four track album that he demoed and he demoed it in a small house that he wanted to teach the band that with the full band version but he ended up going with the demo which is nebraska and it's really sparse and very very gloomy and beautiful
1: you know a lot about music <laughs> don't you it's nice i,
0: I seem to be a bit,
1: bit nerdy about it you know yeah, about all the dates to. and how it was recorded and stuff like that does that interest you it does a lot i'm into... kind of
0: obsessed with information and I've, I've always been like that i think i've always really liked knowing things like dates and yeah kind of slightly autistic things like that um <laughs> Satan is Real by the Louvre brothers, uh, 1962 I think. Um, 1959 apparently. Yeah, I just, I I bought this here actually because I love the cover so much and it's kind of like evangelist Christian kind of worship music but it's it's just got the best cover.
1: (laughs) Definitely check that out if you haven't done before. It's one of the ones that people can pick up in the shop because it is just, it looks insane. So those are the ones that didn't make the cut. We've never actually done that before, but it's quite nice Sorry. to see some background. No, it's good. And also, I like that you know so much about the artists and the records, so it's quite interesting. And uh, let's maybe we'll listen to them anyway. So now we're going <laughs> to go through the ones that did make the cut. What are you going to okay. start with?
0: Um, I'll start with Broadcast, because um, they're a very special band for me. They're English Warp Records. Um, sadly, Trish Keenan passed away, who's the, the lead singer. Um, and that's how I discovered them, which is not a good way to discover someone. But, wow, she is an um, amazing. She was just yeah, incredible. incredible. And this is their first record, which is like a compilation of their first singles from 1997. And um, each track is amazing, but the Book Lovers is probably my favorite. This is um, the Book Lovers by Broadcast.
1: that was The Book Lovers by Broadcast Broadcast are oh, a spectacular band what is it about Broadcast that you're into
0: um, it's the timelessness I think it's the mixture of the modern and the old and it's it's very like serene in some places and it's very sort of atonal and not, and quite harsh in some places And I think it just it mixes together very well and it just sounds great at, like any any time period it doesn't like I, when I discovered them, I didn't realise they were from the 90s. I thought it was modern, or it could yeah. have been from the 60s. I wasn't. It's That's true. Very, yeah, and um. Also, just,
1: it's the kind of music you can listen to when you're happy or sad, and it kind exactly. of exactly.
0: There's enough. Yeah, there's enough in their in their discography.
1: Cool. What, what else have you got there?
0: Um. So this is a record called "I Hear a New World" by Joe Meek, who was a record producer in the 60s who used to record things from his flat in London which um there's a great some great documentaries about him but he had a sort of slightly uh, dark end to his life um he ended up like committing a murder to his landlady and then some something very strange i can't actually remember exactly wow. but this record is very strange and it's all recorded in London in a flat and it's it's just got some amazing sounds and it's basically a concept album about the future and um, there's all these kind of weird, like vocal manipulation things. Um, so, the first track is called I Hear a New World. That's for, and um, that's by far my favorite. And it's, yeah, very strange <laughs> and quite beautiful. Fantastic. <laughs> so, this is I Hear a New World by Joe Meek.
1: was "I Hear a New World" by oh. Joe Meek. He sounds like a fascinating character. Sounds like some kind of Roll doll story. Killing your <laughs> landlady. Definitely gonna Google him after this. Um, what else have you got next?
0: Um, I have, okay, Masaki Hirao <laughs> and his All Star Wagon, <laughs> which is uh, the birth of Japanese rockabilly. <laughs> Is that actually how it says?
2: Yeah. Um, Okay.
0: (laughs) Nippon rock and roll. And uh, this is like the kind of Japanese version of Elvis from the 50s. Um, And it's just kind of slightly crude recordings and really interesting. um, Like you kind of heard all the melodies before, but not quite like this. Um, I don't know too much about this guy, to be honest, but it's a great cover and the stuff that i have heard of his is very good but i can't quite remember the track names
1: is he is he covering elvis tracks or cause no, i no, mean it's on, the, origi- on I the front cover he's he's completely ripping I off i know yeah exactly <laughs> he's got the same stance same outfit <laughs> same way of holding guitar same hairstyle i mean he's completely ripped off elvis but that's quite <laughs> nice isn't it
0: i yeah i have no idea who wrote the songs i i don't Recognizing them, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and there is something about Japanese album sleeves from this era that you just mm. want to own and listen to exactly. because they're just so beautiful.
0: Yeah, um, I think a, a lot of what I pick musically is comes from the cover. Like, don't judge a book by a cover, but yeah. I always judge stuff.
1: <laughs> no, it is true, isn't it? And I suppose because you probably are into kind of design and illustration, it kind of helps as well. Have you? So you've been designing your own album ar- artwork for a while, or yeah. album and song artwork? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. How do you tend to do that? Do you draw the picture before you write the song, or do you?
0: Uh, Usually I'll I'll do the artwork after I've done the song. Um, Just, yeah, uh, the process can range, but it's usually like I I just draw it and then um, either colour it in with uh, pens or just scan it in and digitally do all that kind of thing.
1: Cool. (laughs) Can't wait for your album to come out so you can just draw the entire thing. (laughs) Um, So can you introduce a track from this, please?
0: Unfortunately, I can't. Get, oh, actually, I can take that up. Let's try the first, the second track, which is going to be a bit of a gamble, but mm-hmm. I think I'm sure it's good. It'suku no komoriuta rock by Masaki Hirao and his All Stars Wagon. And that was Itsuku no Komoriuta Rock by Masaki Hirayo and his All Stars wagon.
1: Excellently done. That was great. (laughs) I was just, before you came into the room here, I was just on your SoundCloud reading um, some of the comments on your <laughs> songs. <laughs> have you ever read them before?
0: I have, but yeah, I have. They're very funny. <laughs> I'd there's, be lying if I said
1: it. I know. <laughs> there's, one, there's a song called Night on Earth, which I think is my favourite song of yours. Oh, so I was reading you. that thinking, I mean... You know, luckily there's no trolls here. These are This is the opposite mm. of trolling. Someone says, this song is fucking nicotine on repeat every day. <laughs> I listen to this every day. I've been listening to this nonstop. People, someone said, um, holy shit, I like that, this is amazing. I'm far away with this song. I'm fucking moist, someone said. <laughs> I'm floating. I mean, you've got a lot of fans out there. And then someone else just put dear God, who's just, you know, they're obviously just having a bit of a breakdown from how good it is. Is it weird to know that you've got like loads of online fans who you maybe haven't even ever yeah. met before?
0: I, yeah, I mean, it's it's weird, but it's it's great. I think. I mean, yeah, it's important. Do you know? <laughs> do you use SoundCloud
1: <laughs> to find other music, or do you tend to? Yeah, go into yeah, local definitely,
0: stores? definitely. Um, there's great artists I've discovered on SoundCloud. Yeah, um, and um, yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, in terms of just kind of going about your day-to-day life and then you just want to record some songs in your bedroom i mean soundcloud's mm. kind of amazing because you just put it up exactly yeah and immediately everyone just starts writing really <laughs> nice comments like these <laughs> underneath it um yeah it's pretty amazing right so what next
0: um r stevie moore nice who choice. is a very underrated uh pioneer of um is it pioneer or peanut i think
1: it's pioneer, pioneer but sorry. you can say either
0: pioneer of um, home recording and uh, yeah he's just a great guy and uh, this record is from 1978 I believe and um, there's a track called I Go Into Your Mind which he ended up re-recording about 20 times um, on one of his like 600 albums that he has (laughs) but this is the first version and it's it's just a great tune and there's I could talk about R. Stevie Moore for like ours because he has so many good songs yes. and a lot of bad songs.
1: <laughs> and a lot of amazing cover songs as well. Yes,
0: exactly. Yeah, He's very good at all that stuff.
1: Yeah. And you're right, he's totally underrated. Yeah. He's completely eccentric. Is he still alive?
0: He's still alive. Yeah, yeah. Very much so.
1: I'd love to meet that guy.
0: Yeah. Um, do you, his dad was actually in Elvis's band. He was his bass player. No way. Yeah. So cool. that's how we, that's how he started because he was a, around a lot of like music equipment and he was just this kind of like young guy who was just like, Probably quite well off if his dad's kind of in Elvis's band and stuff. Yes. I don't know how you get into that. Um, I don't know, like just recording music before no one else has done that. If you're not really a musician, it's probably yeah. quite rare. Um, But he's incredible. <laughs> and, uh, so which is the song? Great sense of humour. Sorry, yeah. it's I Go Into Your Mind by R. Stevie Moore.
2: I don't know you do I come inside your way I oh, sit down on the floor And I just look up
1: Great, that was I Go Into Your Mind by R. Stevie Moore. R. Stevie Moore is the best. If you haven't heard of him, go and listen to his whole back catalogue, which will take you like 10 years. If you have heard of him, I hope you like that song, because it's a good pick of all of R. Stevie Moore's songs. Thank you. And I think you have one last record, and then I'm going to ask you to play one of your own. So what have you got as your last choice?
0: Um, So this is The Lost Songs of Eden Arbez, and uh, I don't actually know this record, but... There's another record which he did called Eden's Island, which is from 1960. And he basically was this homeless man in um, L.A. in the 50s who used to sleep underneath the Hollywood sign. And um, he basically was one of the first like hippies because he had like long hair and stuff. And this was actually, sorry, it wasn't even the 50s. It was the late 40s. Wow. And he um, he wrote a song called Nature Boy, and he left the um, the, the the sheet music for it in um, the I think it was Capitol Records or something, and they found it and they basically gave it to Nat King Cole, who was obviously very popular at the time, yeah. and he sung it. And basically they they tracked down Eden Arbez, and he like didn't want to he didn't want to be paid or anything. He because he's like this very free spirited man who like had his own wow. kind of. And um, he did this one album, which was kind of like, it sounds like Jim Morrison speaking over like exotica kind of music. Like it's very weird sort of lounge music. And um, this is kind of, I think it's a compilation of like, yeah, there he is.
1: <laughs> wow, a cool guy.
0: Um, Yeah, all songs written by Eden Arbez, 1947 to 1971. Um, So I think the one that I know of this is called Eden's Island um, by Eden Arbez. But I think an even better song is called Full Moon. But it's not on this album, but I thought it was.
1: (laughs) Well, if you like the next track, maybe you can look up Full Moon after that. Um, Do you want to introduce it?
0: Um, This is Eden's Island by Eden Arbez.
1: That was Eden's Island by Eden Arbez. Nice choice. A 1940s <laughs> <you>. hippie. Um, <laughs> and so now I was going to ask you to play one of your own songs. And I suppose it would be most appropriate to play your new single.
0: Yeah, this is um, Voodoo Saloon, which is the new single.
1: Fantastic. And are you going to be touring much this summer? Any festivals? Um, like
0: yeah, I'm doing the Wilderness Festival and um, got a um, tour penciled in for October fun yeah
1: um, I'm sure all your SoundCloud fans and everyone else other fans will be very happy to hear that and anyone who hasn't seen um Jerk Cub please do try and go along especially if you see any pop-up in South London or whatever I'm sure I will be going to them as well um so why don't you introduce your single and then we can well say goodbye first thank you for coming in thank it's you it's been great you are very knowledgeable about music <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you
1: and yeah you can introduce a new single
0: Yep, Uh, this is Voodoo Saloon, and it's uh, by Jerk Cub, which is me, and it's out on the 19th of August.
1: Cool, thanks. Bye.
0: Bye Bye-bye.
2: Trade Radio.
1: Song Hoy Blues, Resistance. Available in store and online at roughtrade.com.